Well, hey there, welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. In case we haven't met before, my name is Jenna, and I am so glad that you tuned in this week. I have a wonderful guest named Kelly Bowman who joined me for an interview this week, and she is so insightful when it comes to being content with what we have, living below our means, and learning how to budget as a family and what that looks like. Her and her husband have been on a journey to just be financially free and learn to budget their money and get out of debt and be content with where they're at for a while now. And she has some wonderful tips for us that I know will be practical. So Kelly is the co-author of Cozy and Comfortable. And I wanted to bring her on because I know as busy moms, it is really, really hard sometimes to budget our money and even just spend the time to look at it and really see where we're spending and where we could cut back. But I also know it's super important for so many of us. So I'm excited to bring Kelly on to talk to us about her journey and give us some practical tips that we can apply as well. Now, before we jump into the episode, I want to let you know there's only a couple days left. If you're listening to this in real time, Sunday at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time is when enrollment closes for the Simple Home Reset membership program, and I am so excited about this program. It really is more than just a decluttering and organizing course. We're going to dive deep into the mindset and how to make permanent lasting change in your home so that it's a place that you love to be instead of a place that causes you stress. So I'm so excited for the women who have already joined and I'm so excited for those of you who are going to join us for this first section of the mentorship program. Now there's a couple perks that you get if you join this first round as a founding member. I am giving a pretty good discount to join for this first round as well as free access to Curate and Cherish, which is my online course to help you organize and declutter your family photos once and for all because those are some of the hardest things to part with and figure out. So we go into that in this course and so you get access to both when you enroll in the Simple Home Reset Mentorship Program for this founding member's group, I'm also going to include access to curate and cherish. So I think you're going to love that. And I know that these courses are going to go so well together and just help you to really create a home that you love. So I'm super excited about it. So if you want to learn more and become a founding member, go to athomewithkids.com forward slash simple home reset, and you can get signed up there. But remember, there's only a couple days left for enrollment. So go right now or right when you finish listening to this so you don't forget. All right, without further ado, let's hop into the interview with Kelly Bowman from Cozy and Comfortable. Well, hi, Kelly. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today. I'm so glad to have you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So my name's Kelly Bowman. Um, I'm one of the co-authors of uh, Cozy and Comfortable with my husband, Chris Bowman. Uh, We got married almost 12 years ago. We met um, in college, got married right out of school, moved to Chicago. And about a little less than a year after we got married, I got pregnant with my first. And um, that kind of threw us uh, a little bit, threw off our plan. Um, I realized I wasn't even making enough money at the time to cover childcare, and so 
decided to stay at home. And um, this kind of life switch, I think, kind of threw us into a minimalist kind of simple lifestyle before it was really a cool thing to do. So we had our <laughs> first out in the city. We're there for a little bit and we're like, oh man, this is not going to work. Moved out to the suburbs. Um, we've had two more kids since here, since we moved here. We've been here about eight years now. Um, so we have three kids total. We have a 10-year-old boy and a six-year-old boy and a three-year-old little girl. And yeah, we've, we've loved living out here. It's been really fun. Um, and I, myself personally, I've, my overarching job has been stay-at-home mom, um, but I have done many different things. Um, I've taught bar workout classes for a few years, which was really fun. I've done random projects like making shelves and painting tables and chairs and things and selling them out of my garage. And then I have um, most recently before the pandemic, I kind of ran like a little small bakery out of my own kitchen. So. <laughs> oh, very cool. That's very cool. What types of baked goods did you do? Like cakes and cupcakes or? So my big focus was actually breads and I would focus on using a sourdough starter. So it's kind of an old world way of making bread, but it's really fun. It's really healthy. Um, so I would do things like English muffins and bagels and um, loaves of bread. And then around the holidays, I kind of veered away from the healthy and I would do um, cinnamon rolls and I would just sell those for the holidays for families to enjoy on Christmas morning and things like that. So it was really fun. Oh, that's awesome. How fun. Yeah. Well, I love the name Cozy and Comfortable. Can you kind of tell me how you came up with that and what that means to you? Yes. So that was my husband. He's so creative and so great um, with words like that. And basically when we had the idea for creating this page, we were trying to think of a name that would embody like kind of like contentment and um, just kind of being okay with where you are and what you have. Um, even if it may be in a world's perspective, not enough or not big enough or whatever. Um, and then also this lifestyle of living with margin, living with, um, you know, not living right at your means, but living way below. And so we were just brainstorming one night for hours, like looking up, okay, what's a, what's another word for this or that? And he just kind of threw it together after a couple of hours talking. He was like cozy and comfortable. And I think for us, again, every time we, we think of it, we're just like, yeah, you know, like some people look at our house and they're like, wow, how do you fit three kids, two cats and a dog in that house? Like this is crazy. But I think for us, we kind of smile. We're like, yeah, we, we love this because it allows us to have margin and to do so much more, which is, is our end goal. So for us, it works. That's awesome. I love that. And I love how you talk about having margin because I think that's something that's kind of gotten lost a little bit, living way below our means. We're all kind of maxing out and stressing out over the, over that. And so oh, yeah. I love that whole idea. And that's really, um, when I found your Instagram page, that was one of the things that I really um, loved was that you talked about budgeting with your family and just kind of talked about, you didn't talk about it in a way um, that would make people feel like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? But more just kind of some tips and tricks that would work and, and the reason behind maybe living below our means a little bit. And so I just loved that. And that's really why I wanted to bring you on the podcast because I know that so many moms listening, um, 
you know, money's just such a stressor and we fret about it and it causes relationship issues and we want to do all these fun things with our kids, but oftentimes having the jobs so that we can pay for the homes and the cars and all that takes away from that. So I just wanted to bring you on to talk a little bit about um, your passion for living below your means and for budgeting and kind of what that looks like for your family. And then we'll kind of go into some tips for the people who are listening as well. So if you don't mind just kind of starting us off, like, do you use a monthly budget or what does that really look like in your house? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'll kind of, you know, I think the kind of touching on what you had just said, um, the reason why we're so passionate about this is because when we first started out, we had no clue about budgeting and we got ourselves into a spot where it kind of felt like we had cut everything we could cut and we still felt like we weren't saving and maybe we were spending more than we should have been spending, but we didn't know what else we, you know, we kind of got ourselves into a, into a bad spot. And so I think our passion, you know, doesn't, doesn't stem from, oh, we know it all. And we're going to explain it. It's like, we've been there and this is kind of how we've learned. And this is how now we live our life. And so I think that's where it comes from. Like everyone can do it. It just takes a little bit of playing around with things. So my husband and I have a very different personality. And so for us, we, we budget monthly and it took us so long to find the right Um, the right platform for how we could budget because he loves like graphs and charts and spreadsheets and would get so excited. And I was like, Oh, and I would just like shut down (laughs) seeing all the numbers and graphs. And I was like, Oh, that's too much. So we found this awesome site that allows us to set um, a budget with essentially kind of like virtual envelopes. If you've ever heard of the envelope system where it's kind of like, you know, you pocket money in each category. So this kind of allows you to do it virtually. Um, And then it allows me to go in super easy and track because what was happening is, you know, Chris was setting the budget and then I was trying to do the spending and keep to it. And the two just weren't mixing and it was just Mm -hmm. causing a lot of problems. And so we actually use um, a website or it's a, it's a platform called YNAB, which stands for you need a budget. And it's a budgeting and tracking tool. Um, there's like, they allow you to put all your expenses in there. So we have our fixed and our variable expenses. And the thing we love the most about YNAB are their four principles. And um, I'll just kind of share those really quickly with you. So their yeah. first principle is give every dollar a job. Um, tell it where to go, tell it what it's doing. Um, number two is embrace your true expenses. Number three is roll with the punches. And number four is age your money. And so kind of everything they do is based around these four principles. And I swear we could like do a whole podcast just on those. But um, my favorite of all of these and probably why it's stuck is roll with the punches because you know what would happen you can set a budget and you try to track it and then something happens it throws you off and then it's like you just want to toss out the whole thing and what they offer in here is just so much grace and allowing for the unexpected to happen and not have you feel like you've just blown your whole budget and now what do you do so it kind of allows you to play around they kind of call it whack-a-mole on their site, which is kind of a funny way to put that and just, and just figure out how to, how to make it work and take from this category that maybe you didn't spend as much or, you know, what, or you're not going to use, you know, say you don't need to get your oil change that month. You take that money and put it here. So 
Um, so this is a system that has really worked for us and, and we love so much. Yeah, I love that. I'll definitely make sure to link to that website in the show notes because that sounds like something that could be very beneficial for a lot of people. And we, my husband and I did the um, envelope system with cash for a little while, but we found that that was really hard for us because he would need gas and he usually puts it on the credit card when he's stopping home from work, you know, and dif just different things. And then I'd be kind of scrambling with that. So yeah, yeah. I think that sounds like a, a really great way for people who especially just starting out and really looking at like what categories do we spend money in and where do we spend the most money? It would be really nice to track that. So I'm excited to link that for our yeah. listeners too. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. So what are some things that you do to kind of help you stay on track with that budget? I'm sure that it, it kind of varies from, you know, in the beginning stages when you're just starting to budget until once you, you know, set it up to where you are living below your means, but how do you kind of stay on track and, you know, keep you and your husband on the same page and your whole family together on it? Yeah. So a couple things that we do, um, the first thing is we, we, we meet every month, usually at the end of every month and we'll go over everything, you know, the areas maybe where there's excess or maybe areas where he's like, Hey, you went way over on your grocery budget, Kelly. And I'm like, shoot. And so, <laughs> you know, we have those combos too. And, and we'll, we'll just kind of regroup and talk about how do we go forward? You know, if there is excess, where do we want to put it towards? If, if there's, areas where there was like a deficit. It's like, okay, how do we get that back on track? How do we, what do we do to reconcile? So it's constantly meeting and it doesn't have to be weekly. That was a little much for me. So I feel like a monthly, one monthly meeting at the end of the month to kind of reconcile everything and then set the path forward for the next month really does help us. Um, like I said, groceries for us are a huge struggle. Um, I, I don't know why I, I really love food. And so I go to the store and I'm like, ah, and it's just like my playground. I'm like, I could do this and that. So for me, what I've learned is I never go to the grocery store now without a plan. And that is my list. And that is every meal. I'll even plan sometimes um, down to the snacks. What are we going to have for a snack this week? And this is all the kids are going to have. I'm not going to buy them 10 things. I'm going to buy them one or two. And so I find that is really helpful for me also in groceries. I frequent check-ins and Chris always tells me this too. He's like, don't check in with our checking account, check in with our YNAB account, check in with our actual budget, because just because you see all this money in the checking doesn't mean that's what it's there for. That money has a purpose. Make sure you're looking at the actual budget. And so that's been really helpful too. always before I go to the store, I'm like, okay, how much do we have left for the month? How many weeks or how many, you know, whatever. And then I kind of will parcel that out. So I'm like, try to not go over um, so that's been really helpful. We always take inventory before we buy new things. This could be clothes, this could be shoes, this could be food, this could be home items. Whatever it is, if we're wanting to buy something new, we always make sure that we're not buying multiples or excess of things that we already have. And then I think the last thing is if we want to buy something new, you know, like switch out a rug or switch out a bed or whatever, um, what we've done is we will sell that item. We utilize, you know, marketplace or a local mom site that's selling stuff and we'll sell that old item and then use that money to go towards the new item rather than just like, oh, we don't need this. Throw it in our attic, let it sit up there for, you know, five years and then, you know, spend that money. So that kind of helps us go towards our new purchases. So these are kind of, I feel like those are the biggest things that just kind of help us stay on track, but I think it's just communication really 
is the yeah. best. Yeah, definitely. And I could definitely see that with grocery shopping. I think a lot of moms struggle with that. And, you know, what I found it to be interesting is the more I talk to moms about simplifying their possessions and kind of changing their mindset around shopping for things like clothes and home decor and different things, it seems that we sometimes just shift that love for shopping to the grocery store because it's almost like, well, our family has to eat so we can go and have a lot of fun at the grocery yeah. store. And I found myself doing that too, like wandering through and thinking, oh, this would be really fun. And so I do often talk to moms about, it's just like, you know, you just always have to have a list, whatever store you go into target or the grocery store or home goods or wherever you just have to have a list or you buy, you know, you just buy extra because we're wired that way. I mean, marketing is there out there for a reason to make us want all these things. And I think the grocery store is no different, you know, that we walk through and and think that. So I'm with you. I think the grocery budget is is a hard one because it's so constant and and food is always coming in and out. So yeah, I love the idea of of using those virtual those virtual envelopes. I'm gonna have to look into that, especially for some of those those items that we're just purchasing all of the time. So yeah, that's great. So what would you say are some of your favorite money saving ideas for a family? Because I know that my listeners are kind of action takers and they listen to this podcast to, to be able to take some things and try them out on their own. And so if you could give a few just ideas that you use that seem to work really well as far as saving money, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. So I think some of the biggest things for saving money that, you know, we implement are, we always start with our biggest items. So that could be your house, that could be your car. Um, Those things that are your fixed every single month expenses. If things are just really tight and it feels like, ah, how are we going to like make this, you know, how are we going to eventually save or how are we going to meet these goals? Those are the things I think that would be the most practical to start with or can we could we downsize our home if you're renting could we get something that's a little bit less rent or cars do you need this car could you get a used car instead of a new car could you you know just downgrade the qual i don't know whatever it may be um those are probably make the biggest impact but then there are very simple things too that i think make a big difference so one of those are that we implement across the board, that's Chris and I and our kids, are we keep our wardrobes super simple and neutral. And um, I know a lot of people have probably heard of capsule wardrobes. For us, we can't, I don't know, a full capsule, I've never really gone to a full capsule wardrobe, but I think one thing I do with all of our clothes when I buy them, are I keep a, a color theme in mind so everything can mix and match. I just buy a lot of basics. And I'll buy a few things that can be dressed up that might have a pattern or something like that. And then I just stick with that for the season. And a lot of things can kind of transfer. So like I'll buy a really good quality tank top and I can wear it in the summer or I can wear it in the winter with like a cute sweater over it or something like that. So that's been something that has really cut down on our buying of clothes is for, is I'm just keeping it neutral and basic with a few dressy pieces. Chris for work, Um, He buys, and he's just kind of started doing this because he has to dress up. Um, He's a financial advisor, and a lot of meetings he has to wear suits and nice shirts. So he tried this, and it has saved us a ton of money, and he just buys really high quality over quantity. 
because the wear that he was taking on suits and shoes, he was buying a new pair, it felt like every six, six months to a year. So he found some really good solid basics that he can just mix and match, shoes that last a really long time, they're made really well. We just always wait for sales to come around. And um, so that's been a really, honestly, a big uh, money saver there. And then I would say just for our family, we've decided our vacations for us, what we realize is no matter where we go, the best thing that we take from it is the time that we spent together. And our kids honestly don't care if we're in Florida or in Michigan or um, in a cabin in the woods. What they care about is that they have our attention and we're out doing things and we're having fun together. So we just decided we weren't going to do like big extravagant family vacations. We were just going to do really simple things that could give us a lot of quality time. And so I feel like just when we sit down at the beginning of the year and plan our budget, that's one thing that we we set aside money for that, but it's not nearly the amount as a lot of families that we talk to. And we find our kids have just as much fun. Um, yeah. And they walk away like feeling really full and like we've gotten to spend time with them. So for us, that works. But um, yeah. Yeah. I love that what you said about vacations because that's such a huge stressor. And I see so many parents take these big vacations that they really can't afford and then they come back feeling more stressed out. And I think I just recently read a study that um, when kids were asked, like, what do they wish was different about their parents? And, you know, the person who did the study, and I wish I could say who it was right off the bat, but I can't remember, had said that they were guessing it would be, I wish my parents would spend more time with me, but it was really, I wish my parents were less stressed. And so when I hear you say that, I mean, your kids are getting the best of both worlds because you're not stressed about money. You're not stressed about the vacation and they get that time with you where you're, you know, calm and, and together mentally. And so I just love, I love that you said that because I think that's something that we can all really learn from. We strive for these, you know, big vacations that we can share on Instagram or that our kids could go and say that they went to Disney World or wherever it is. And I think, I think you're absolutely right. They don't, they don't really care about that. They just really want to be with us and be, you know, having a good time as a family. So I think that's great yeah, advice. Thanks so much for sharing it. Yeah, of course. So I saw a post of yours just recently where you were talking about getting a pay increase and kind of, you know, we all go through this, we get maybe a pay increase or our, our spouse does and we kind of decide, you know, is it time to upgrade our house or should we be spending that money? And you guys decided that rather than buying a new house or upgrading to kind of a more expensive home that you would keep your starter home. And so I'd love for you to kind of tell us about how and why you made that decision. Yeah, um, absolutely. So it was a decision that probably we researched for a while. Um, so when we moved into our house, I guess I should start with a little backstory. Our house is a little raised ranch and it's a three, it was a three bedroom, one, one bath house, about 1100 square feet. And it did have a full basement, but when we moved in for whatever reason, someone had taken the staircase out and so we couldn't access the basement from the upper level. You actually had to go, our, our house kind of sits up. So our driveway kind of goes down and then you go around the house. We have a little one car garage and you could get to the basement through the garage. There was a door, but it was super weird and no one wanted to go outside and do that. And it, right. 
it was just really odd. There was a bomb shelter also in the middle. It probably took up a third of the basement. It was like a legit concrete, you know, and of course we're like super young and naive and we're like, eh, how hard can that be to take out? Oh, a staircase. Yeah, we can probably throw one of those in. No problem. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's kind of where we started. And so we bought the house and when we bought, we had one kid at the time. So the space upstairs for us was fine. Um, but then as we had two and three, we were like, wow, we really need this basement. And so we kind of came to a crossroads of, okay, are we going to, does it, when does it make sense for us to do this financially? Is, are we going to get the value back from doing this? Um, what's out there on the market? And then what are our long-term goals that we want to accomplish? So we kind of took six months. We got a quote for what it would cost to take the bomb shelter out, figure out where to put the staircase, and then to finish the basement. And then we looked at other homes that were for sale in the area. And, you know, what would that put our mortgage payment at? How much more are the property taxes? Because property taxes in our area tend to be pretty high. And it makes a huge difference on your mortgage payment. So we took all that in. And it's like, what are our end goals? Like, where do we want to go? And, and is this getting us closer or further away? And so after we kind of took about six months to really research all this, we realized the best thing for us to do and the most bang for our buck is to fix the house we're in to make it as functional as we could for our family, take that margin and then put it towards these goals that we have, which are our end goal is to be a financially independent family. And there's a lot of little steps that we have to take in between there, but we felt like this one was big in helping us kind of get off on the right start to that financial independence. So um, that's the why behind it is we know where our end goal is and we just felt like getting a bigger house and then trying to update it and make it what we wanted it and then paying higher taxes. All that was just getting us further and further away. So um, yeah, it, it was it was kind of a fun process too just kind of thinking of all these different avenues. And then I'm, I'm really happy that we did it because it's, it's been great. And honestly, I'm really realizing with that our, our family really doesn't need everything we thought it did, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. I think, I think too, it just speaks to, you know, we, we really do have enough where we're at usually, whether it's our house or the things that we own or, or anything, but we, we see all these other things we could have. And I, I love that, you know, in the beginning you talked about like coming up with a name for, for where you're writing about just contentment a little bit. And I think that embodies what you just talked about is just figuring out, you know, what's best for us long-term for our long-term goals and how can we, how can we be content with where we are and what we have? And so I think that's, just such good advice overall. I think that's why I talk so much about minimalism. It's not about like how small we can live or, you know, how few shirts we have in our closet, but just more the big picture of like, where do we want to be 10 years from now? And, you know, is, is what we have enough for that? So yeah, I think your post on Instagram about that really resonated with me. And so I'm glad that you were, you were able to kind of elaborate for our listeners on that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to do it. So I'm sure that there are moms listening um, to this podcast and maybe not even just moms, but most of my listeners are moms who don't really feel like they have the means to start saving money or, you know, maybe they're renting and aren't really sure they can live somewhere smaller. Is there a good place? Like, where would you advise them to start to just kind of, you know, baby steps and where, how we can make 
make this work and start living within our means when we feel like, you know, that's not really possible right now. Yeah, absolutely. So again, we have totally been there. And um, I think, again, just going back to basics is always the first place to start making sure that you are budgeting and tracking to make sure you're sticking to that budget and just make sure you're cutting out things that you don't need, even those big things. Um, you know, could you trade in your car for a less car payment? All of those things really matter. So, you know, if you already have gone through that and you're like, hey, I've got the basics, my budget's at a minimum, I'm tracking, I'm budgeting, I'm all of those things. I think that's fantastic, but that's definitely the first place I would start. And then after that, I feel like we live in such a cool um, time where we have so much access to the internet and to be able to market ourselves and our skills that I feel like that's one of the best ways. And that's one of the best things that we've done is utilize that um, with just a hobby or a skill or something that you can teach in some capacity to someone else. And you can really capitalize off of that. And so I would say, you know, if you've cut everything down to the bare minimum and you're still like, hey, I can't, I still can't save, then at, at, event, at some point you gotta start adding. And a good way to do that without finding a physical job you have to show up to, especially if you have you know little kids that you have to watch all the time is to take a skill or a hobby or something you can teach and find a way to like, you know, if you can jar salsa, like, you know, make a bunch of salsa and can it and try to find a way to sell it. Or if you are like, hey, I am a craftsman and I can really build things out of wood or whatever, you know, make those things and find a way to market those, whether it's Etsy or a local mom site even can be really great. Or if you're just, if you have a really great skill, you know, you can tutor people or whatever, the best thing you can do is market yourself and your skills. And that's a really great way then that you could add some extra margin into your budget and really get ahead and, and reach those goals you want. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I love that you said that, especially since in the beginning, you kind of told us about a few of the different things that you've done from deciding to stay at home. And I know that a lot of moms face that, you know, we quit our our day jobs because it doesn't make sense financially or just because we want to be home raising our kids and then um, adding in some of these extra skills that we do have and things we're passionate about and being able to utilize the internet and different outlets for that because there are just so many opportunities now. So yeah, I love that. And I hope that the moms that are listening kind of take that to heart and and find something that they can teach or just share their skills because they have them. And somebody out there is really like waiting, <laughs> waiting for that exact skill to be taught. So absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. So one of the questions that I ask all of my listeners, and this can be just about budgeting in general, or it can be about anything. You know, I talk so much about just simple living and intentional living on this podcast and um, sometimes we have to get out of our ourselves a little bit, kind of step back and see our lives from the outside to really be able to simplify somewhere. But if you could grab a busy mom by the shoulders and look her straight in the eyes and tell her one thing, what would that be? Oh, that is so hard. One thing. <laughs> oh man. So I kind of, I think I'm going to kind of keep this with the budgeting aspect, but I would say budget your time like you do your money. Um, I would say your time is your biggest asset. And I think that if you're busy and you are loving it and you are joyful and your kids are happy and it just works for you, I think that's great. But I think 
if you're busy and you are worn and you are tired and you just are like, I can't do one more practice or one more thing, I would just advise to budget your time like you do your money. Just spend it where it's needed and cut back where it's not. And then just that practice of being present in the moment. And that is something I so struggle with myself that I have to literally beat in my head every day. It's like be present. And it takes a, it does take practice to be like, I am okay and content. And I'm going to find the joy in the right here and in the right now, because I will never be able to go back and find it later. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I always get the best answers from that question. And I just love to hear what you would have to say, because it is, it's almost like we need somebody to shake us sometimes and tell us what's really important. (laughs) And because we live just, I mean, we're just always moving, always going. And so thank you. That's a great question. (laughs) So you've just given us so much information. And to be totally honest with you, I talk about budgeting quite a bit because I think that's that's one of the things that really led me and my husband to simplify is just our goal of being debt-free and not having a lot of stuff to manage. So we have more time to do what we want. And I am like inspired to, to take a peek at my budget and see where we're at because it's been a while and things change so much. And so you've, you've inspired me. I'm going to look at that website for sure and kind of take a double look at our budget and see where I might be kind of slacking because I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been as diligent lately as, as I was at the beginning. So I'm excited to, to peek back at that a little bit. That's so awesome. where can listeners learn more about you and kind of see what you guys are up to and what you're doing? Yeah. So we're on Instagram and Facebook right now. So on Instagram, we are at cozy and comfortable. And on Facebook, we are cozyandcomfortable.co. Eventually, we hope to get a blog going. Um, We have a couple more things in the works for later this year. So when we start those, we'll definitely get a blog going. But for now, we're on Insta and Facebook. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure to link to those in the show notes for all the listeners so they can connect with you. And I'm just so excited for them to hear you and see what you're up to. And thank you so much for spending your time on the show today. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. This was really fun. I hope you are encouraged by Kelly, just like I was, and ready to take on your budget with new eyes and see where you can just kind of cut back a little and meet those goals, whatever those are for you. Because I know I was encouraged to take a deeper look at our budget and just see what else we can be doing to live intentionally with our money. So I'm excited about that. Now make sure you don't forget to go get signed up the Simple Home Reset Mentorship Program because I want you in the founding group. You also get Curate and Cherish and a lot extra live time with me for this first group so I can really dive deep with you. So if you want to take action on all the things we talk about here, curating your home and finding space for what really matters, setting up routines and systems and getting organized, then this is the program for you. And I can't wait to have you go to at home with forward slash simple home reset. And you can get signed up there for the discounted price. Now also make sure to visit the show notes at home with forward slash 53. And you can find all the links that we talked about to get in touch with Kelly and learn more about her and what her and her husband are doing at cozy and comfortable. Thank you so much for listening. Can't wait to have you in the mentorship program if you decide it's for you. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. Take care. 
You just listened to an episode of The Simple Home. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I feel truly honored to be a small part of your life. Please take a moment to give a rating and write a quick review on iTunes. That will help this podcast reach more people, and I appreciate the feedback. We meet here every week, so hit subscribe so you know when the newest episode goes live. And for more practical tips on simplifying motherhood, visit athomewithkids.com. I can't wait to talk to you next time.